So Nick Cage and Dinosaur Bones. That's... I mean, man, I just yeah. you kind of feel for the guy, but you're also just like, just I stop buying I, dinosaur bones. Right. How much can I feel for the guy in the end? Like, I understand being addicted to like drugs or nicotine sure. or sugar or or whatever. Yeah. Eating paste. I don't know. Because there's like, I guess there is a chemical rush that you get from the purchase. Eating of, paste. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever you were going to say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Dinosaur bones. Right. Right. I guess I'll have to take his word for it. I just, I, I, I just kind of can't fully relate on that one. No, I can't either. Yeah. But you know what I can relate with? What can you relate with, Kevin? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixel It. Oh, My God. name is Kevin. I'm not. I'm only wearing a slip, Kevin. You have to warn oh, no. me. <laughs> the audience can hear my nipples. <laughs> oh. And today's a special bonus episode. Bonus! Bonus so time! Playing a little fast and loose, clearly with the clothing. Obviously. Obviously. This is this is what this is this is why you come here for the bonus episodes, because you'd never know when someone's gonna get a little PG thirteen on your ass. Ooh. Yeah. It's like a it's like a PG thirteen remake of an R movie that you loved as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it just ruins your childhood. It just just destroys it, just powderizes any good memories you had of that childhood. Yeah, so let's Fright Night this episode, huh? Let's do it. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> mm, actually, mm. I actually don't know if the Fright Night remake was PG-13, but, you know. I have no idea. I, I, I only ever saw the original. Yeah. Um... Anyway, but, but that is an appropriate uh, uh, way to go with it, though, because today we are we're having a, a another bonus Halloween episode. That's right. That's right. Um, and I don't know when I'm putting this up, either tomorrow or on Halloween itself. We'll Ooh. see. Ooh. 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 You will know the audience. Uh, I won't until I hit the publish button. So we'll see about how that is. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Um but today we're talking about a top five list of horror games that Phil and I think you should probably play yeah. and may have haven't, you know. So yeah. it's not necessarily going to be super obscure, but they kind of underrated, you know, underrated. They could have slipped through the cracks um, and each of us brought five games to the table. So we're just going to go through the list talk about them a little bit have Let's a little fun it. eat a little cheese you know <laughs> cheese the, the the favored snack of halloween cheese the <laughs> podcaster's treat well kevin where, where should we begin what why don't you you want you get us started here you know uh, i'm gonna go ahead and get us started with number five number five Number five on my list, and I slotted it at number five because y'all probably have heard of it because just about every YouTuber played it when it came out. Stories Untold, oh, which hell yes. Stories Untold is such a cool little game. Mm -hmm. it, it comes in basically four parts and each part is its own style of gameplay. And the opening segment is 
done in a way that it's it's almost like the fourth wall breaking of a text parser game, mm-hmm. like an adventure style game, and called The House Abandoned. I believe that's what the first part was called. Yeah. It's super memorable because of how effective it is at getting spookums translated out to the audience with just a little bit of like lighting effects and screen mm-hmm. shake and and it's a and, little bit of sound effects and sound design oh Oof. just this lovely sound design and then then there's parts two through four also awesome but it really sets a tone with the house abandoned I and agree. yeah uh, stories untold i mean everybody's played stories untold uh scary game squad uh played stories untold and, and you know if if they were a youtuber and what was it 2018 i want to say they probably played 2017 they yeah. probably played stories untold and uh famously stories untold actually it looked like it was kind of capitalizing on the stranger things yes uh, at first because it has this opening kind of like title sequence that the the music and the vibe and even the logo are very much in line with stranger things and it's it's just a smart kind of like a smart play on their part because Stranger Things was like the horror, horror adventure meta at the time. Yeah. And I think doing that really, really drew some people in who probably wouldn't have otherwise uh, tried to play it. Yeah. Now, that was a, that was Devolver, wasn't it? It is. I believe it is a published by Devolver game. I mean, they do so many things that they just they I, just I, they know how to pick the good ones. There's something there. There's just something so consistent in the quality of the games that they publish. Yep. So that is a devolver game. And, um, one moment, let me check a few of the other games on my list because they may also be devolver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be funny. It's just our top five devolver horror games. No, no, it's not the other one. The other one I am thinking is not. Okay. 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 So there's that at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, stories untold. It's a really neat game. You can get it on Steam. I probably should have looked cheap. up. It's. I don't think it is. It, it costs ten that bucks. Much. Story. Oh, ten bucks right now. It's ten bucks, and I think it's like yeah, it's ten bucks, and it's oh, like wait, 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 wait. Uh, it's on sale right now. There you Special go. Special promotion ends November first. So I'll try to get this episode out before November 1st. I mean, we have to because it's a Halloween oh, episode yeah. and that would be oh, super Oh, shit. Dumb. That is so cheap. $2.49. Dude. Right yeah. now. All right. That's, for that's stories you know untold. That's what we need to do. We need to, because there is the <laughs> Halloween sale going on. There is a Halloween Steam. sale going on right now. So yeah. let's, let's do that. Let's try to, let's try to, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm on top of these. Uh, with yeah. Mine let's, and, let's throw, slip some of these prices in there. Yeah, these because are, these are quality games. These are quality games. It's two dollars and forty nine cents right now, and it's like a four or five hour game. It's a it's a four or five hour. That's like fifty cents an hour. I mean, it's just solid. It's so it's so good. I have it, I have such good memories of that game. It was that was one of my top ten games of twenty seventeen, hmm. um, and I remember that because it came out at the very beginning of twenty seventeen, and you know how that is. That that's kind of the death knell for a lot of games when they come out at the beginning of the year, because by yeah. the end of the year, everyone's forgotten about it. it yeah. It's, it's both games and movies. Yes. In the, be- the beginning of the year is like the, the dump period. 
Right. Um, typically. I mean, games are a little less formalized in that logic, but movies, definitely. It's like, if you're coming out in like January or February, eh, we're just trying to get it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that one, um, and that one just stuck with me for a long time. I was, they, I was just- there is a not a sequel there the follow-up game from no code is which is the developer is called observation i haven't played it observation Uh, yeah but it looks like it has some some similar vibes of unique gameplay elements and that is fantastic yeah so i'm gonna have to look into that yeah also published by devolver observation okay that is a solid game to start this whole thing off with my friend stories untold stories untold yeah why not why not i'll have some esoteric ones and some uh uh, and i think one of them is is free on my list actually there you go even better (laughs) uh and uh but that's it that's it for stories untold that's my number five number five Okay. Uh, all right. I'm gonna pi- I'm gonna pitch my number five then. Uh, it kind of sounds dirty when you put it that way, uh, but fuck it. Uh, <laughs> my number five game is Phantasmagoria. Ooh. Now this one this one is for us old old uh, grognards in the in the room. For those of you who might remember, this one came out in 1995. It is an FMV horror point and click game. Um, it was designed by Roberta Williams, who you might remember as the person who designed King's Quest. Uh, so right there, you've got a lot of uh, uh, of uh, pedigree, if you will. Exactly. And, yeah. And it was one of the first games that was on CD-ROM, as I recall. Uh, mm. So he was able to pack a whole lot into this game. And like I said, it's FMV, it's horror, and there were a few uh, death scenes in it. Uh, that when you look at them now, people kind of it's 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 laughable. It's really very but funny. I'm actually. sure it was a it was a oh my god. Wasn't wait, wasn't Fan, was Phantasmagoria one of the games that got brought up at some point? Or am I as mistaken? far as as far as like Congress or or Senate oh, or um I think I don't think it was. It was definitely uh, a lot of people uh uh, didn't like it, but I think it, I think it was kind of overshadowed uh, by a lot of the other games yeah, uh, that were popular at the time. Mortal, but, Mortal Kombat and Doom, and, and right, um, right. What was the one with the oh, what was the other FMV one? Oh, that's what I was trying to think of. The one, the uh, the night what? night hunt, night not night, uh, night, uh, night night something. Night trap, night trap, night trap. There it is. Yeah, I think it, I think it was. I think this one was specifically kind of overshadowed by yeah. night trap. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because this is a way better game. Right. <laughs> it's way better. Yeah. Night Trap is, is not um, a very interesting game. If you no. if you play it for any length of time. No. Um, or just they actually don't. It's not worth necessarily playing. Just watch somebody else play it. Um, you should you'll get the they, same effect. But they built Night Trap, up, not Phantasmagoria. Right. Well, they, they built up this huge like. Uh, a, a legend around it about it being this horrifying game and it was banned for a while and they didn't release it for years. Yeah. And, uh, and when they finally released it, you're like, Oh, that's what that's oh, it. Okay, fine. Uh, right. Okay. And, and Phantasmagoria wasn't quite as bad as all that, because like I said, I think it got kind of uh, missed, 
but uh, it, it honestly, it had better death scenes, like people's heads getting smashed and stuff like that. And it's just cartoonish. It's, it, it looks like it looks terrible. Uh, but in the game, you play uh, a woman who has moved into this creepy old house with her ponytailed husband who is wearing um, a black long sleeve shirt and a safari vest the whole time. So he's just the most odd looking. He looks like he should be writing songs for meatloaf. Uh, (laughs) It's just a very weird specific vibe that he's given off. And, uh, and you're playing this woman who kind of looks like the, 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 the main lady protagonist in uh, werewolf for my MST3K fans. Mm. Um, and, uh, you're just working your way through this mansion and your husband is losing his mind and there are ghosts and, uh, secret, uh, uh, compartments and secret underground spaces that you can investigate. And, uh, it's, it's nuts. And when I was a kid, no, no matter how campy and over the top and silly, uh, it was, I remember seeing clips of this game. I didn't, I didn't play it fully until I was an adult. Right. Um, but it scared the piss out of me when I was a kid because the FMV thing, there was something so vaguely sinister uh, about it. And I, 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 I can't quite put my finger on what it was, but uh, it always felt so weird. I think because yeah. it was so grainy, the quality is not so great. Uh, and that kind of as a kid leaves a lot of room for your imagination sure. to play. Sure, sure. I hear you. And uh, a few years back, I did end up buying it. It is currently $9.99 on Steam, uh, which is its normal price, uh, but it, 10 bucks for like kind of a classic. Uh, if you're into horror games, if you're into FMV games, or if you're into just old school video games, this kind of ticks all of those boxes. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's I, I played it for the first time years ago. I actually played it and, uh, and, uh, did a let's play of it from beginning to end on my YouTube channel. And mm. it's still up there. Uh, so if you want to watch me play my, want to dig that up. Yeah. yeah. Go, go check out El Conquistador on, on YouTube and dig it's somewhere in there. <laughs> and, and for those of you who might, who might be confused by a similar sounding title, it is not phasmophobia. No the four player online co-op game where you're hunting ghosts. It is Which, uh, Phantasmagoria. We've got a couple of friends who did say that that one is scary as hell, though. Phasmophobia. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't. It's not on this list because obviously it's it 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 blew up like gangbusters. Everybody right. kind of, and their and their mother knows about phasmophobia for such a for such a small budget game. Um, and there's a bunch of other games that do the same thing. You know, you're it's like co-op investigating spooky places. Right. Uh, Phasmophobia was basically the first one to kind of break out, though. Um, and uh, yeah, it can have some really spooky moments. And I've played it with our our, our UK pals a few times. And uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's fun, but uh, it's not Phantasmagoria. They are two different games, two different games. OK, <laughs> well, that's that's my number five. Number five. Number five. All right. Um, so on my list, I'm going to, I'm going to go with my number four as faith. And this is also including faith too. 
Um, oh, yeah. Fate Classic. is developed by Airdorf and published by New Blood Interactive, who uh, you might know from things like Ultra Kill and Dusk. Um, Faith is another one of their uh, the games that they 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 publish and faith is now actually on it's available on steam sort of oh is it i'm not it's not not yeah not totally uh because it's there's a store page for it where you could get the faith unholy trilogy or unholy trinity uh edition when faith three comes out the third game in the series So right now there's uh, there's just like a, a store page with a demo. And then once the uh, the third one is finished, it's going to be released as a full uh, a full thing. Faith, the unholy trinity. Very cool. Yeah. So um, faith is I actually interviewed Airdorf for my uh, YouTube channel uh, some time ago Um to talk about how he got started in in making games it's a really cool interview he's a he's a neat dude um and the games are basically these top-down adventure games but the visual style is that of almost like apple 2e commodore you know oh, mid 1980s yeah. uh yeah. so it's very simplistic and he he does so much he does so much with these simplistic graphics and juxtaposing them against these really uh intense rotoscoped scenes that that as he put it it it's something that sh- you're seeing something that you shouldn't be seeing is the yeah. idea um so faith is pretty cool. Uh, it's it's loosely based on uh, some of the concepts, some of the things that people were scared of in the Satanic Panic. Um, you know that the that the children are are under attack by Satanists and stuff like that. So it's 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 basically he wanted to make a game that it, you could like you accidentally find it in a yard sale. You know, yeah, like it's the, its own creepy pasta. It was or like, something. yeah, it's like it's it, it's like its own creepy pasta come to life, um, and that's that's the Faith series. Um, so Faith is my number four on the list. Um, it's a pretty cool game. Uh, you can check it out. I think it's on. I think if you wanted to get the first and second one, you can still buy them on Itchio. Yeah, uh, they're available on on Itchio. Um, but otherwise, if you just want to wait and get the whole shebang, um, you can check out the Steam page, and it has uh, it has a demo for I believe Faith Three, the third game in the series, uh, is up right now. I couldn't agree with you more in terms of how much he was able to do uh, within the confines of such an old school. Uh, sort of setup like he did rotoscope stuff in there like it's just incredibly effective and really spooky yep yeah it's a good game it's a really good game yeah so number four fate number four fate. number four number four okay uh my number four is the shrouded isle um and this was another one that came out in 2017 and it was a good it was a good year for indie spook games uh 
This one was uh, basically the idea is you are it's like a strategy resource management sort of game. And you're the uh, head of a group of priests in this old hamlet that worships this elder god. And the whole thing is you're trying to raise uh, this this, you know, Lovecraftian god uh, from its slumber beneath the ocean uh, near your little island hamlet. And you have to keep everybody happy. There are all these families that have power. And, you know, for now, you're the one who's in charge. But if you if you piss off the wrong people, you know, it's got kind of a Reigns vibe to it. Uh, but it's yeah. not as simplistic, obviously, as like, you know, swipe left or swipe right. Um, it's told through this whole kind of green swamp old school Game Boy uh, color scheme, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. And I think only adds to kind of the gross, uh, uneasy quality that the whole thing has. It's pretty terrific stylistically. It's really hard, I will say. Uh, I had I, I did have trouble um, getting through it, uh, getting through it to an ending where I was, you know, no, nobody wins when you wake up an elder god, but uh, theoretically, that's the that's the you know the win state in this game. <laughs> and it took me a while to get there, uh, but by the time I got there, it was absolutely worth it. it it's pretty brutal. Uh, it's pretty tough, and they actually have uh, a new DLC for it um, that came out recently. I haven't played it yet, though. It's uh, called the Sunken Sins. Uh, and that's and it's free, uh, free DLC. Who doesn't love that? Um, who doesn't love it? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? And I'm looking at it. And normally this one is also $9.99 on Steam. Uh, but right now until uh, until November 1st, the sucker is going for $1.99. Yeah, uh, it, it's also just, um, it's also part of a couple bundles. Yes. Um, yes. So Kit Fox Games, which uh, which uh, developed and produced it. Um, has a bundle of all their games on Steam right now. That's uh, that's available for thirty two sixty eight, and they they kind of make you know um, they they have a pretty wide variety of they do of games. Yeah. Uh, Lucifer within us, for example, is is like a mystery puzzle solving game um, where you're like you're solving murders, um, and uh, that's that's the only one I've actually seen some gameplay of and i actually i believe i've played or watched some people play fit for a king which is a real it's basically a really old um, uh crpg style game where uh you control you control a king uh basically henry the eighth and uh-huh. you can you can uh do whatever you want you can kill or you can sleep with, or you can, whatever. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, I think I watched, uh, the super beard bros play. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they did, they did have a game that came out this year called super boyfriend dungeon, uh, which did get some attention. Uh, Oh, is that them as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's a visual novel where, uh, you (laughs) it's, well, it's visual novel with a little action RPG, thrown in from what I could tell. I haven't played it, but the whole idea is that there are these swords or otherwise weapons. And when you go into a dungeon and fight with them, their weapons, 
Uh, and then when you get out of the dungeon, they're they're uh, handsome uh, handsome uh, people that you can date and maybe kiss on. Uh, yeah. And uh, and who doesn't who doesn't love that who idea? Doesn't love the smooches. They're they're a very eclectic game studio. I guess, yeah, they're also developing a. Yeah, they're also developing like a a graphical version of Dwarf Fortress. So oh, nice. in case in case ASCII was was the thing that ever held you back from from playing Dwarf Fortress, they're they're working on fixing that for you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and if and if and if that was the only thing keeping you from playing Dwarf Fortress, I question that. I, I think Dwarf Fortress might be the thing that was keeping you from playing it. If we're being honest here, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the Shrouded Isle. Uh, really interesting. It's not going to be for everybody. It's a strange, strange, dark little game. Um, but I found it really intriguing. And frankly, for two bucks, you could do a hell of a lot worse. So that's my number four. Yeah. Cool. Um, my number three, number three, number three is the uncle who works for Nintendo. Oh, now I've heard of this one. I don't know much about it, but I've heard of this one. So it is, I, I don't know what specifically this type of game it's, it's just text. It's like basically a text adventure. You're just clicking on hyperlinks. Um, uh, it's available on itch.io for free. Um, and so it's ztool.itch.io slash the uncle who works for Nintendo. There's dashes in there. But if you Google it, it'll show up. Probably just Google it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just Google it. Just imagine me like going, all right, it was the, oh, God, just oh, Google no. it. Just Google it. Um, so the uncle who works for Nintendo, base, the, the synopsis is uh, right on that page. Uh, For the game, you are 11 years old. You are sleeping over your best friend's house. You and your friend like video games. Your friend has a lot of cool games. And believe it or not, an uncle who works for Nintendo. And he's coming to visit at midnight. A narrative horror game. Um, Oh my god. That is really spooky. (laughs) Isn't it like the way that's written is super spooky? Um it is. It's very spooky. There are some trigger warnings for it because it talks about some some really heavy topics. So it's worth uh, checking those out before you sure. start. I believe um, just based on that that uh, that uh, description alone, absolutely. <laughs> um, and to give a little backstory, uh, the the phrase uh, "blah blah blah" works for Nintendo is it's kind of this. It's it's almost like a meme and I don't yeah. mean a meme in terms of like present day memeage, you know, on, on the internet. I mean, people would say this in playgrounds when Phil and I were kids yeah. to try to, uh, basically prove that they knew something about like an upcoming game or a secret for a game or, or how to actually beat something, or what ha- what have you. It, it was, was meant to lend authority to it you. Was, you yeah, know? it was it was it was meant to try to argue from a position of authority. Be like, well, my my uh, dad's cousin works for Nintendo, and, right. and my dad said it's this or whatever. Um, so that's kind of where that phrase comes from for those who might be too young to to understand to grasp the the person who worked for nintendo was almost entirely was always fictional 
Like, right. They're never, they never actually existed. It was just no. kind of like something that was grabbed from the ether in order to prove that, um, they knew something that you did not. Yeah. And to shut down the debate, basically. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I remember playing this a few years ago because it was on a, I think it was a Kotaku article or something like that. It was just on my Twitter feed and it's like, yeah, I'll, it doesn't take long to get through. Um, but it is very chilling um, with its use, just with it just uses text and like some looping background sound design to oh. really uh, give you a flavor of of the horror. Um, it's it's emotional, uh, psychological horror, uh, but really, really neat stuff. And it's totally free. You could go and you can play it right now. The uncle who works for Nintendo, it'll take you. It won't take you very long to get through it and get all five endings. Um, if you if you just want to kind of click through it. Um, so that's that's my number three is Hell the yeah. uncle who works for Nintendo. Number three. That's a good one. Damn. Like that's that's the kind of just the urban legendy quality. It of is. It. It's like an it's like an interactive creepypasta, basically. Yeah. Lo-fi stuff really, really has always creeped me out the most. And actually looking over this list, all of my games are pretty indie. Now, to be fair, like we said, we're gonna, we're trying to cover underrated uh, video games that maybe you haven't played. So that does lend itself to that naturally. Sure. But even if we were just doing like our top horror games, these kind of games would all be included. You know, you'd have your alien isolation, of course, and yeah. Resident Evil and shit. But, right. you know, I I, I love that kind of thing. That's really creeps that's, me the fuck out. Yeah, I think more than any other genre, low fidelity works to horror's advantage when wielded uh, skillfully. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't because it it kind of fuzzes up the translation between the participant and the the content just enough to introduce like you know that that mystery and that vagueness of oh there's some stuff out there there's some spooky things out there right um, it it can really get into you uh get into your head um when when used effectively uh, i know there's a bunch of like horror games out there that because horror games are, you can find horror games all over Steam that are. Oh, absolutely. Um, that are just it's like, like a joke at this point. Yeah. Um, and you'll see and they, they'll slap like um, they'll slap like a VHS filter on on the right. on the game. That's not what I'm talking about. And that's that's like just like that. What I talk and I'm talking about specifically when I say low fidelity, I mean something like faith, which is in terms in terms of a recreation is like a high fidelity recreation of something that was low fidelity rather than just throwing some 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 scribbly stuff on the screen and saying that you can't see very well oh well (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean yeah totally and also and if there is any game developer listening out there a vhs uh filter unless we are looking through the point of view of a video camera 
it never makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. It's, the, it's, 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 it's like you said, it's cheap and easy. That's all yeah. it is. Or you're, you're, the idea is it's like second person and you are watching a playback of a tape or something like that. But right. you have to do the work to set up why the, why things exist the way they do um, yeah. in order for it to actually have any real effectiveness. Yeah, it has to have some level of explanation. You know, you don't, we don't have to go into it real deep. You don't have to give it like no. 500 pages of explanation, but you know. Something you don't have to Stephen King this explanation, right? No one, no one asked you to do that. No one asked you to do something, that. Something, no one asked would, Stephen King to nice. do that, but he does it anyway. But he does it anyway, uh, because he loves us. Stephen King giveth and he giveth. Excuse me, <laughs> you there? I'm here. Yeah, you cut oh. out for a second. Oh, yeah, because I, I just had a big sneeze, and I wasn't sure if you heard it or not. I oh, I, I heard the excuse me. <laughs> oh, okay, good, yeah. The mute, the Yeti, um, which, is, my, which is a metaphor, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, because I, as I was saying while you're sneezing, Stephen King giveth and he giveth. He giveth and he giveth and he giveth. He never taketh away. <laughs> he never he, taketh away. <laughs> he might giveth you more if you tell him to take it, take some of it away. He giveth and he and he uh, uh, never editeth, but uh, but I love the man, love the man <laughs> so damn much. So there you have it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. It's your turn. Let's try. Let's try. I just I like I like this format. Just sitting and talk about spooky games. Spooky games. Number three All for right. you. Oh, my number three. Now, this one I, I I thought was my own little trip for a minute there. Um, and uh, I, I, I reviewed this one uh, years ago when it came out, and I found myself playing it constantly. Uh, and uh, a bunch of our friends play it, too. And it's, it's, it's kind of a sleeper hit. Uh, it's called Distrust. Uh, mm. And distrust is the the best way to describe distrust is a love letter to John Carpenter's the thing uh you you play one of several different styles of characters you got a lot of them you can unlock and uh play with and that sort of thing and uh your goal is to get through uh it's like an isometric survival game and mm. you've got to make sure that you're fed. You got to make sure that you're warm. You got to make your way through these different stages of an Antarctic uh, science station while avoiding uh, aliens that come when you sleep. That's the difference. <laughs> Instead of like the thing, like taking over someone's body and you can't trust somebody, which don't get me wrong. is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, but instead of doing that, it's it's you. If you sleep too much, you attract these horrible little alien things that will attack you. Uh, and you're running out of sleep. You're running out of food. It's that kind of resource management sort of thing, which uh, is super stressful, but a hell of a lot of fun. And it just captures that uh, that the thing Antarctic polar horror sci fi atmosphere fucking beautifully mm -hmm. and uh not long ago they actually released an update for it they're all they're, they've been working on this thing kind of constantly since it came out mm -hmm. uh which was in also in 2017 interestingly enough 
Um, but they've been working on it kind of constantly and uh, they came out with a co-op version so you can play with your friends. Uh, normally you can, you can find survivors that are NPCs and take over them. And uh, so you got better chances of making it through, but I imagine playing, we ought to play this together. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, it would be a lot of fun. And, and it couldn't be a better time to do it because Kevin, until November 1st, this game, which is normally $11 and 99 cents. And by the way, worth every penny. Uh, at full price, uh, it is a dollar seventy nine. A dollar seventy nine. I'd like to point out again: no one's paying us to do this. I just, I think this is a smart thing to do for you guys, the listeners, just to let you know where there are good like, deals. Hey, hey, there's some good deals out there. There really are, and and these are genuine games that me and Kevin really actually love. And I got the feeling that by the end of this thing. Um, you'll be able to buy the entire catalog of our 10 games uh, for like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the developer, by the way, of, of distrust um, or the, yeah, yeah. The developer, uh, a, a company called cheer dealers. Um, they have, yes. they have three games um, and their newest one just came out uh, uh, like 10 days ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's called They Always Run. It's a 2D platformer space western where you chase bounties. Oh, now that sounds fun. <laughs> Come on. How can you not go for that? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's uh, and it says similar to games you've played Hollow Knight and Hades with. Oh, wow. <laughs> with, with way too many hours on record for both of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> for me <laughs> uh-huh. i believe that you those those were both games that really they those those games both just got you right i was in. i was right in them <laughs> those yeah those are two big ones for you so that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah well, shit yeah so if if you like if you like survival games and it's actual survival horror it's not you know, you've got a submachine gun and you're killing zombies and, and you're every running now and out then of you, you yeah. every now and then run out of ammo for it. Right, right. It's actual survival uh, research management. It's it's that kind of really addictive it, form yeah. of it, too, where the first I think it's like five stages and the first stage and maybe even the second stage, you, you you're able to get to a point where you're like flush. You're like, OK, I got plenty of food. I got a little ammo. I've got plenty of sleep. I'm in good shape. I'm, this is the run. This is the run. I'm going to do it. No problem. I'm going to kick its ass. And then by the third stage or so, everything just starts to you start to like, OK. All right. I actually I really, really need to sleep, but everything else is fine and we're good. We're just I just got to just keep on. Moving. OK, well, actually, uh, I, I, I'm I have I have way less food than I thought I did. And that sucks. So I really need food, too. But I got the rest of it seems fine. And you just get everything. It's like if you've ever played Banished, which is one of my addictive games. Uh, it's just like that, where it starts out like I've got it. I'm under control here. Everything's right. cool. And then right. before you know, everyone's dead and on fire. Um, it's it's just that good. So that's that's my number three. Distrust Polar Survival. And it is so good. So basically, it's survival, comma, horror. Right. Because like the I horrors. feel like survival horror has a connotation of like Resident Evil, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think, the, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and, and honestly... The 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 monsters like the aliens are kind of secondary. Mm. Uh, they're there and they 
provide a bit of a pain in the ass. But the thing that's going to kill you, that's probably going to kill you is the Arctic. Exactly. You're probably going <laughs> to freeze to death. That's probably how it's going to work. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly it. So, yeah, definitely worth getting. Uh, I think you guys would like it a lot. That's my number three. Number three. Cool. All right. My number two coming in at the deuce spot. Oh, that was a burp. That is not <laughs> it a- was un- so unfortunate that you said that while getting that horrible bubble burp coming up. Yeah. <laughs> the, the deuce spot. Oh, the deuce. <laughs> um, number two number is two. blasphemous. Now, oh, hell yes. This is not a game that is, I will say, scary in the traditional sense. So every other game that I have listed so far has moments of just genuine terror. Uh, Blasphemous is what I like to call uh, aesthetically horror. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it it is a Metroidvania. It is a side-scroller um, 2D Metro- Metroidvania uh, with with gorgeous, gorgeous pixel art. And it is so, so good and so, so creepy. <laughs> Basically, so a game is set in the land of Custodia, um, which is like a stand-in for um, for Spain. It's yeah. almost like it's almost like Inquis- Spanish Inquisition style Catholicism is totally. is yeah. what blasphemous kind of represents. It's not Catholicism. It's a it's a totally fictional religion, but it, sure is, it is super Catholic. Yeah, it's, I, I remember seeing that one and being like, oh, this is Catholic horror. Got it. This is Catholic <laughs> horror. That, and specifically um, uh, Catholic horror that you would have found in Spain like 500 yes. years ago. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, the basic story is um, you have, um, you are this guy who has, you're part of a, an order, a holy order that has taken on a vow of silence and your entire order has been killed, but by some miracle you are resurrected and it is up to you to set right the sins of basically the Pope. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, man. It, it, and it's it's really hard to summarize the story in kind of like a meaningful way mm-hmm. um, because it's it's very the lore for it is is super deep. Um, it, it makes sense the more you read it, right? It's one of those things that you, it, but it is, it, and I, I say this not to use it as in a, like a charged way, but it's very foreign in yeah. the, the way the story is written. But the more you read it, and if you have any experience with Catholicism or, uh, or, any other sect of Christianity that is very pomp and circumstances yeah. <laughs> uh, centered. Um, you're going to start to kind of get it because the, the, the world of custodia has been, has been beset by this thing called the miracle and the miracle has blessed or cursed 
literally everybody in Custodia and the blessings or the uh, the blessings or the curses are grotesque in nature. So you'll find people that are just like turning into trees. Um people that just have to walk around with the gravestone on their back. Ugh. Um you know, it's 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 terrifying. And then the bosses the 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 amazing thing is is these bosses the design of the bosses is top notch and you will um you will fight a giant baby i'll i'll say that right now i i'm so, i was that was actually going to be my next question so i'm glad you brought that up esposito the scion of abjuration <laughs> uh yeah you're going to fight a giant baby you're going to fight a giant Baby, you're going to kill that giant baby. I hope so. He yeah, terrible. He is. He is you terrifying. Bet, you you'd better. <laughs> um, Let's put it that way. And here's the the crazy thing. And I'm not. I don't think I'm spoiling anything in specific. Um, the game's a bummer. Sure. The the ending is a bummer. There is a good ending, also a bummer. There is. You are not. <laughs> escaping this game without being a little bit bummed out by <laughs> a the nature of the game and b the ending of the game that's really surprising um uh when you think about the catholic church that's, that's really that's yeah. genuinely yeah this is not a feel-good story no um <laughs> you're you're the first boss you fight um this is the first 15 minutes of the game your dude wakes up he fights a boss. He he takes he drains the boss's blood into his helmet and then mm-hmm. he puts the helmet over his head and be, is washed in the blood. And um, yeah, that kind of sets the tone for the game. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's um, I'll tell you, you know, we've had some discussion on on uh the kind of get good games and how I feel about them. And this is, this is one of them. This is, this is a side scroller. Yeah. It's very difficult. It does have, I believe it's been, I haven't played it since 2019 when it came out, but I, the the month it came out, I pretty much played exclusively that for like a month, um, getting through it. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's very it is difficult. It's not an easy game. It I it's I don't want to say it's a the on Steam it is tagged as a souls like. It is yeah. not a souls like, it's a Metroidvania. There's no stamina bar. Uh if I recall correctly, there's no stamina bar. It's just health and magic. Um yeah. and the the only thing that kind of makes it souls like is that it um I think it has a corpse run. In there, you you do have souls or whatever the equivalent. You do of have is. souls, yeah. You do have things that you spend. Um, so it's very loosely been called a souls like. It's mostly a Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. It was it was enough. It was it was not so uh, uh, brutal that I didn't. I played it for a little while. Uh, I didn't get very far uh, because actually Metroidvanias are tough for me. Yeah. Uh, just in the, just my attention span and trying to remember where I'm supposed to go. And I get really frustrated with that kind of thing. Um, it's tough on me. Uh, 
but the, I'll tell you what, I'll play a game that uh, is not necessarily made for me for way too long, just for the aesthetic. Uh, and that, that was absolutely a case uh, with, with this one. I, I have fond memories of it. Yeah. And um, Blasphemous is also can, uh, in the Halloween sale on Steam right now. Um, so what are we looking at? We are looking at, hold on, I, I just clicked off of it because I, I saw a neat bundle. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's neat. Oh, like, oh, oh, I like that bundle. Um, so you can get Blasphemous right now for eight forty nine. Uh, you could oh. also get the digital deluxe edition for sixteen thirty eight. Now the digital deluxe edition is actually kind of cool because it has it it contains the a digital art book um, for some oh, some what? really cool art from the game, and yeah. there is a digital comic as well which i believe is the um it's basically the story leading up to where the game begins it's like what was your car- main what was your dude doing um <laughs> that's awesome uh, before the game began and what led to his death and resurrection um so yeah it's it, it's it might be worth getting because once the sale ends the game goes to 24.99 which is more expensive then the digital edition is, I mean, it's that you could get the digital edition for less than the whole game right now as well. Um, there's also, it also, uh, it it would be part of the, uh, the dark cult bundle, which would, uh, which was in there with, uh, with, uh, the shrouded Shrouded isle church, uh, the church in the darkness and outlast two for 17.39. Uh, that's a pretty good deal. That's not Actually, a bad that's deal. Some good games. <laughs> or you could get the sword and whip bundle if you're if you prefer the Metroidvanias, which is Bloodstained, uh. which is straight up Symphony of the Night, but not Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Bloodstained, really, really cool game. Uh, I played the heck out of that when um, that came out. Um, so that that might be worth it as well. Um, hell yeah but yeah halloween sale really coming in and this is just yeah currently good timing currently adding things to my cart i am literally as we talk just going <laughs> nah, nah, nah. these are awfully cheap things are awfully Fuck. cheap right now you know what's funny Fuck. is the everything it's like oh man all these things are games are so cheap and then it's like you buy all these games and it's like wow that's a lot of money <laughs> Right, right. It does have a way of adding up, doesn't it? Does it does have a way. Yeah. Numbers have a have this thing where they add up after you yeah, add it's, them together. It's, it's bizarre. It really is. I, I never expect it. Yeah. <laughs> never expect it. Um, never. You never see it coming. No. Oh, there's a cool anime uh, like trailer now for the game. What the heck is oh. this? Oh, that looks sweet as hell. Anyway. <laughs> Blasphemous number two. Go check it out. Yeah, check it out. Go get that one. Let's see. Okay. I have got my number two line. Now, here's um, I, you kind of started yours with a caveat for number two that you didn't see it as quite a Halloween spooky game. You know, it's, it's, it, it's and, uh, spooky, but not like jump scary. It's just, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's just it's just like, oh, I don't feel so good. Right. Um <laughs> I've got a similar thing, not but not quite in the same vein, but uh but you're just gonna have to trust me on this one. Uh my number two, uh it's two games. It's costume quest one and two. Ooh, there we go. Uh they're made by Tim Schaefer and Double Fine Productions. Uh I, they're not scary games in the slightest. In fact, they're really sweet, charming, uh, G-rated games. They, you could play this with your kid, and 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 in in many ways, it would act kind of as like baby's first uh, RPG. Mm. Um, the whole, but the whole aesthetic of it, I have never played a game that felt more flawlessly, effortlessly Halloween uh, than this game, and yeah. and that's because. It, it is you play a group of kids uh, on Halloween night and uh, a group of like goblin things have come into your town and they're dressing up and they, they're up to no good. And you and your friends are all dressed in different costumes and stuff. And you got to go put an end to these goblin things, uh, uh, you know, their their plans. And when you get into a fight. Uh, you start out, you know, you got you got a kid. He's he's wearing like a cardboard robot costume, and right. the one little girl's wearing a knight's. She's got a cardboard knight sword, and she's using a trash can lid as a shield and that kind of thing. But when you actually get into combat, it goes like full on kaiju Power Rangers, and you grow into this giant, you know, idealized version of your costume, uh, oh, and cool. uh, and. F- it's so cute and fun, <laughs> and you know you're you you know you go from I'm, I'm I'm a blue costumed robot guy, and and then suddenly you're this towering Gundam looking thing that's firing <laughs> that's... missiles, and it it I've never played a game that better uh, captured just the spirit and like the really honest to god fun the childhood of being a kid on Halloween. yeah the imagination of the kids yeah absolutely that is adorable and that's absolutely. actually that is like the that's like the best thing about being a parent on halloween Ugh, is yeah. it's just like taking your kid around the neighborhood and they're with all the other kids and they're like pretend they're in their costumes playing and pretending and and all that stuff it's just it's just adorable. I'll have to check this game out. <laughs> it's 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 so pure. It's so pure. And you can get both of these games right now for five bucks. Uh, and frankly, the the costume quest bundle outside of the of the um sale is twenty bucks. These are these are, you know, again, real cheap right. games. They're not super long. Uh I, I don't think it took me that long to beat. I think it's like five six hours something like that maybe yeah. a little more yeah. um but god they're charming and funny and fun and they've got and they, they pull from a lot of the old classical uh not classical but you know just old school action rpg kind of things you know like when you're in the overworld and you're you and your friends are dressed in your little costumes each one of the costumes has a different ability you know at one point you've got like this space knight you know person and right. you got a glow up uh, like a flashlight with a cone at the end of it that you're pretending is a sword <laughs> or lightsaber. And there's a dark area and you use your flashlight cone to, you know, light up the area so you can get through it. And yeah. the, the I think it's the robot. He's got these rocket skates that'll you can go off ramps with it. It's just so charming and so pure. It's It doesn't have a cynical bone in its body. That's, and that is hard to come by. <laughs> that is adorable. 
It really is. I, I, I honest, honest to God, uh, of all of the games on this list, this is the one that like, this was the first thing I wrote down when we decided we were going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like underrated Halloween games. I was like, well, I got to talk about costume quest. It's not a scary game. It's got to have a spook. It's, it's just so great. It's, it's a lot of fun. I cannot recommend it enough. I really can't. That is awesome. I love yeah. it. It's in my cart. It's sitting in my cart. No, you're not gonna. You are not gonna. And honestly, that's the kind of thing you can play with your kid. You know, like yeah. it's 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 simple enough and and it's fun and and funny that you guys will both enjoy it. It's not like uh, some of the some of the TV shows that I imagine you know parents have to deal with as their sure. kids grow, where you're just gritting your teeth through the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's genuinely cute and funny. It's fantastic. That's awesome. I love it. All right. It's time for number one. Number one. One, 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 one. Uh, this game is also part of the Steam Halloween sale. And my number one is World of Horror. Oh, yeah. You told me about this one. Yeah. So World of Horror is, it is a... Basically, you take you take Junji Ito. You know Junji Ito. Oh Jun- yes, the 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 Japanese manga uh, horror god Junji Ito. Everybody everybody knows him. He's and everybody has their own tale that he's he's written that that is theirs that that really gets them the most. Um, for me, it's uh, the I believe it's called the Enigma at Amagara Fault. Um, that one, oh, yeah. that one really ruins my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so world of horror is, is basically a love letter to Junji Ito with a dash of Lovecraft. Um, mm. not, not it, it has Lovecraftian elements in terms of like the, the end game, um, and some of the some of the way the setting is is used um but i i really think it's more junji ito than than lovecraft uh just because of the art style um the art style is really upsetting <laughs> yes it's it's one bit it's just black and white um yeah. or there's other there's other um uh styles that you can choose from and uh, color palettes rather that you can choose from um basically you play a character in the main quest mode there's there's several there's several modes of the game um who has to investigate uh five mysteries in the town now these mysteries are random it is a it is a roguelite so basically you uh every time you fire up the game you're going to have like a different disadvantage you know like what What's the elder god's advantage, right? Um, you're gonna have different mysteries that you gotta solve, and then within those mysteries, the encounters are also random. Um, so you're gonna you're occasionally you're gonna f- run into enemies that are gonna be weird and upsetting and disturbing, and you're not necessarily going to know uh, which ones you're going to run into. There's certain like plot enemies within each mystery, of course. But otherwise, the random encounters, I should say, are as they typically are in in RPG, random. 
but right. they are truly like one of a kind random. It's not like fighting slimes over and over again. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh, you run into this guy who uh, he cut his face off, but he put it, tried to put it back on. Oh, God. You know, things like that. Um, like, why? Why not? Why not? Um, it is it is terrifying in so many ways. And so there's like and there's two different health meters that you have to deal with in in true. Like this is the, the real uh, Lovecraft of it is you have your stamina, um, just your physical grit and ability to just like get through things. And you have your reason. And <laughs> oh God, one of these. Okay. Okay. Um basically you can either lose your health or you can lose your mind. Um and so it's it it can get pretty dicey. But the fun thing about it is it is a roguelite. So, you know, uh, well, you died. You can start start a fresh game and it's not going to um you're not gonna you're not going to lose too much, you know, it doesn't right. take very long to get through it. You know, it takes maybe like an hour or two to get through a five mystery run. If I believe I, I can't recall um, off the top of my head, but I think it only takes a couple hours to get through the 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 five mystery run. Um, right. You win, you lose whatever you'd start back at the beginning and you you have a fresh experience and it's it's kind of fun to uh, play through. Um, it's still in early access now. This is the the caveat that I um, need to put out there to the world. It is still in early access, and the developer, um, Panstaz, had up until recently been radio silent for the past year or so. Um, however, uh, Panstaz, I'm just looking up their Twitter. Um, on October 14th, after basically being radio silent for a year, um, Pantstaz tweeted, it's truly been a miserable year, but good news soon, along with four screenshots of new content that they are adding, um, or he is adding, I, I, there's no uh, gender listed, uh, but I believe it's a he, <laughs> uh, is adding to uh, World of Horror. So... Nice. The game is back in development, um, but even if it wasn't, it still has a lot of good stuff uh, going uh, going for it. The other fun thing about it is that everything illustrated in the game was illustrated in MS Paint. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I believe that having looked at it and everything like that. But Jesus it is very is like, good looking uh, for MS Paint. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and the the interface feels very um, like old Macintosh uh, style interface. Um, you know, the 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 text and the 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 ui and all that stuff it's it's really cool it's got a lot of neat stuff um can't say enough about world of horror um if you are a horror fanatic you know world of horror but if you're not a horror fanatic like i don't i don't 
I'm not assuming that a lot of our, right. our fans are necessarily horror fanatics. Um, then you owe it to yourself to check it out. It's it's not on sale for that much. It's technically part of the Steam Halloween sale. It's only 13% off, which is basically a dollar. Um, mm-hmm. It's normally 15 bucks. Um, and uh, but it is an early access. So uh, your mileage may vary. Uh, you get what you get. But I recommend it, even though with those caveats. That makes a lot of sense, though, with you. Just that that broken, simple kind of look. You're you are no fan of glitch I'm no, horror. No fan of glitch horror. I didn't None. actually. I didn't actually put any true glitch horror games on the list. Um, no, but this this comes close. It like comes in close. A way. And uh, the uncle who works at Nintendo has some. Eh? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not. It's not like a. It's not like a Pony Island. <laughs> right oh god you p- listeners i gotta tell you when when pony island was popular uh if it was ever popular quote unquote uh you know i heard i loved that game uh and and uh, but i heard from kevin about that one. <laughs> what what is this you're like i don't know if i could do i don't know if i could do this i don't like I'm it not, i'm not fucking around i don't know if i could do this like the glitch horror is is his kryptonite it's it's and i don't know if we need to be putting that out into the world but there it is uh (laughs) it was it's just that effective so yeah yeah i guess it is kind of surprising that 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 none of these are like full-on but then again most of them are kind of popular you know you got your doki doki literature club and your pony islands those are pretty well known those are underrated yeah yeah they and 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 stories untold kind of um no it, that does have a little yeah. yeah it has it has it a bit it's it's weird if you're like really looking at the meta narrative of yeah. it to consider it glitch horror but um glitch horror in my mind specifically is when the program the game itself be behaves in a way that you don't want it to or is surprising to you um, right Whereas because of the point of view chosen for something like stories untold, um, it is your it is one step to remove step removed. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, you, it's you as a person in the game interacting with the UI that is glitching as opposed to the game itself doing the glitching. Um, right. If if that makes sense. It's a very fine line. But it is. It but, uh, is a. Yeah. It is a very effective fine line for me personally. When <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a man of code, like you, you're a man of tech. Yeah. Like you're like, no, they're not supposed to do that. It's not supposed to do that. Why is, is like, um, it is like, why is it? Why is it changing the size of my screen? It shouldn't. Right. It shouldn't be allowed <laughs> to do that. Shouldn't have to to beat this boss. I shouldn't have to go into the files and find an execute file and delete it. That seems wrong to me. Yeah, that does fuck with me too, though. Mm. So yeah. Mm-mm-mm. All right, you're number one. Okay, my number one. You know, I was thinking of this recently, recently because it's like super underrated. Uh, my number one. Uh, it's a, this little indie horror game you guys probably have never heard of called Dead Space 2. <laughs> uh, 
I beat Dead Space 2 today. Uh, <laughs> Super go indie. Out, go out and buy Dead Space 2. It's a ma- it's a masterpiece. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I just had to get that out. I just had to get that out. Uh, it was, it's what it, I can't believe it took me this long to play that franchise. It's a masterpiece. I love it. It was amazing. Holy fucking did, shit. Did you finish Dead Space 2? Yeah. 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 So good, right? It's so good. It was so much better than the first, and I really liked the first. But we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're, yeah. We got a whole episode. We got a whole episode that. dedicated to the. Dead I just Space had to games. get it off. My, I had to get off the off my chest. Um, <laughs> this is actually a very underrated game. I don't know how horror it is, but it's deeply upsetting and unsettling uh, and spooky. And it's a series called Rusty Lake. Mm. I. It's three games, Rusty Lake Hotel, Rusty Lake Roots, and Rusty Lake Paradise. They are puzzle games. There is some, they're made by a, a team called Rusty Lake, who are also known for uh, another unsettling set of puzzle games uh, called Cube Escape. Mm-hmm. And there is some sort of meta narrative underneath these games. I do not know what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I I can barely bring myself to like even consider uh, what it could be, but the puzzles, first off, first and foremost, the puzzles are incredibly clever. They're really good puzzles. If you're a DM and, uh, and you want like some puzzles that you can like rip off and, and like transform to work for your Dungeons and Dragons game or something like that. And uh, you want to take credit for something clever, rip off Rusty Lake. They're amazing. Uh, and they could totally work in a, in, in any number of styles of game there. Right. They first and foremost, their team, their designers are badass puzzle designers. They're great. They're clever. Uh, and they're also really off putting, uh, the games take place in these far off middle of nowhere places. Rusty Lake hotel as the name suggests takes place in a hotel and it's filled with this cast of animal anthropomorphic animals. And uh, you have to kill the animals one by one and feed them to the party. Uh, the, The remaining guests and it's, very posh they're they're all dressed in fine clothing and everything like that and it's and and it's it's really that kind of eyes wide shut weird upsetting yeah uh sort of atmosphere uh and and uh, as you go on throughout these games you deal more with more humans uh but the animal masks are still a part of it there's this weird victorian sense of um of uh what's the word um uh God. when you're when you you can't you're you're not good with sex and stuff like that stuff oh, oh yeah like uh why is it on the tip of my tongue yeah that's driving Pr- me crazy like, <laughs> like like victorian prudishness yeah yeah there's this there's there's this very um puritanical yeah and it, it it's got a very strange vibe to it um the puzzles are always in a style that's kind of familiar if you play puzzle games if you played these sorts of games before they're familiar enough but the outcome is always gruesome or 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 uh, morbid or just flat out 
weird. Uh, and I don't know what the fuck they're getting at with the story. They might not be getting at, they might not be getting anything at all. And I wouldn't care. Uh, they're just so good. The games are so good. Um, they don't take very long to play. They, they, they'll probably take you a few hours at most. Mm -hmm. Um, but they are even without the sale going on and they are part of the sale, but even without the sale going on, they're two, three and $4 each. Uh, just normally, and you can get all of these games for six bucks right now. Oh wow! Uh, during the sale, the, I, I can't, I can't describe them so much without giving certain things away, sure. and without just, I, and it's also also really hard to put your finger on it. I, I challenge you. You play these games for a couple of hours, and then you try and explain to your friends, you know what they're about. You can't do it. You can't do it. Um, the Cubescape games are really good too. And they're very closely related. In fact, they're probably, they probably have a similar storyline, that you know, kind of thing. I haven't played them as much though. You know, what's interesting is the, the art style is, is not the same necessarily, but not quite. It, yeah. Well, the art style is not the same, but it reminds me, it gives me an Edward Gorey vibe. Yes, yes, there's a bit of that. Absolutely. So um, for those of you who are unaware, um, Edward Gorey was a cartoonist. Um, he he basically drew these really just macabre cartoons yeah. um, like that, you know, that a lot of them would feature like death or the Grim Reaper or or. Um, I, I think I, there was like one where it was just like, um, oh, if you ever saw um, the opening to mystery on PBS, which was yeah. always on when I was growing up, my parents would always watch watch mystery. Right. Um, and mystery was just a series on PBS that played, you know, it, will pl it would play like a Sherlock Holmes movie or 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 a, a Inspector Poirot or, or something right. like that. Um, but the opening to mystery was animated by Edward Gorey. And oh, that's it. I didn't know that. That's interesting. It is uh, the the animation plus the music is absolutely terrifying and lives rent free in my head to this day. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Edward Gorey, uh, if you like the weird vibes of rusty lake check out the cartoons of edward gory and uh be be vibed out completely absolutely absolutely <laughs> oh my god yeah this this these were it's so funny the the one game uh that's expensive uh compared to all the rest of them is phantasmagoria <laughs> yeah. that's just because it's not on sale it's not doing it's not on the sale um but honestly, even even with or without that one, I feel like you could probably yeah all the the entire price tag of this thing for the next couple of days is like thirty bucks. So, yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys are looking for something spooky or unsettling or something to play over the weekend, any number of these games are going to do you well. Yeah, and we talked about um, so a few of the things that we did reference that that aren't necessarily on our list: Pony Island. Um, yes, but also you can check out. Uh, the creator of Pony Island, his other games, he actually just released one. Just I need I just downloaded the demo. It looks really, really good. Called Inscription. 
Um, yes. Which is, uh, on the surface, a deck-building roguelike. And, uh, but as you, as you should be aware with, with Daniel Mullen, um, <laughs> not it, that stays on the surface with it, that bastard. It, yeah. It's going to, it's going <laughs> to get, it's going to get under there. It's going to get into the, oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. another game that's a, it's a, I, I adore and the, um, the early access for the sequel just, uh, popped up, uh, unfortunately on the Epic store. Not that I, not that I'm one of those, like. People like gets all worked up about the Epic yeah, Game Store. Yeah, but it's like when it's all in the same place, it's so nice and tight. Yeah, it's, he keeps your. Uh, but uh, Darkest Dungeon Two, uh, the early access right. for yeah. for it is is out now. Um, they made a whole thing. Um, they they made this whole announcement. Uh, they're like it's early access. It's it's early access. Well, I appreciate that someone still remembers what early access is meant yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they were like, and I think that's important to them because Darkest Dungeon was, it was basically the first game to really utilize early access the way it was meant to be and to right. come out of early access with like a polished, finished product. Um, yes, they they did what they were, what they said they were going to do. Um and while you're at it, you know, you can you could always get Darkest Dungeon because that is that game uh, is so so fucking good. That is that that is I'm gonna say it right now, that's that's better Lovecraft than Lovecraft. It absolutely <laughs> is. It, it's 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 Lovecraft the way it probably should have been done all along. Like they they do you know, it's still got combat and everything like that, but man, that game I, I find that game Every eight months or so, I, I go. Oh, right, that game. I really ought to. Hmm, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll play that game. Uh, and I do for a little while, and it goes the same way that I mentioned with some of these other games, where you're like, okay, I'm doing great, no problems. This is gonna be the one, and boom, I'm dead. Boom, you lose all your party members to some sort of mania, and uh, and that's the end of your. Uh, that's the end of your trip. Got it. That's the, uh, and also darkest dungeon has the best voiceover of all time. Oh God. Yeah. Um, what is his name? I forget his uh, name. He's terrific. And he, uh, you can actually find him. Hold on, I'm going to look it up because it's is he on cameo. Oh, that would be awesome. No, <laughs> he, he he actually does narrate a lot of HP Lovecraft stuff. Oh, that's amazing. And uh and if and if you can find Wayne June, that's Wayne what June, is. that's right. Wayne June. And if he, he has the best voice, and if you can find any Lovecraft, uh Robert E. Howard, any of the old pulp writers, um, he's read a lot of them and 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 God, he's the perfect voice for it. You remember uh, our I, estate. Opulent and imperious. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fucking good. He's just, he's just, he's just got that wonderful voice that he can say all kinds of bizarre and strange and horrible things, and you're just like, please continue, keep, don't, don't stop, don't keep s- talking, just keep talking, just say these. They just give him a list of weird things to say, and he's just back. Keep he's, saying he's the weird back things. for Darkest Dungeon too. Here's the thing: is I don't think Darkest Dungeon is nearly as successful. Um, I mean, maybe it is. It's a really good game at its core, but I think there's like a certain panache to it that's added by Wayne June's narration. Oh, 
Absolutely. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's just such a huge, that kind of it's thing a is huge, huge part of it. it you know, he you is can't, constantly can't. talking like, he, yeah, there it's rare that you're not hearing him say something. That's the thing about the way the game is designed is he it's, has so yeah. many lines because he, yeah, and, and it, it keeps the, it keeps the, uh, the atmosphere going, you know, it, it's, it's fantastic. It's yeah. just fantastic. Um, oh, I'd also recommend Oxenfree. Oh yeah, Oxenfree. Ox- Su- surprisingly spooky. Like very I spooky. Didn't, didn't realize, realize that it was at the first. kind of game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very spooky one. Uh, I liked that one, uh, and uh, a classic that we're going to be getting to eventually. Uh, I have no mouth and I must scream. Mm, yep. A, a, Which is uh, just another classic point and click horror. Yeah. Uh, bleak. Let's just say bleak. 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 <laughs> uh it is just so dark uh it will fuck with your head real real bad yeah i'm Um, actually i'm actually going to get this episode out tomorrow uh which will be the 29th um so hopefully you guys are listening to this on friday the 29th uh, because the halloween sale only goes to november 1st so um you might as well get in there you might as well get in there and get your stuff uh because there's just like there's just a bunch of goodies. If you like spooky games, yeah, uh, come on, people, let's play some spooky games together. Let's play some spooky games together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've let's... got, I've got hunt now. Uh, oh, you do. I got, they, I, I didn't even realize they, I got a, uh, I got a, uh, they comped me on that one. They sent me one. Oh, nice. I didn't even notice it. I was like, I was like looking at my, uh, my, uh, key mailer account and it was like hunt. And I was like, uh, really because i was thinking about buying that one because it's on sale yeah 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 that does look good i'd play that with kevin that would be fun i I am considering uh, getting the 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 uh the super fancy version of blasphemous because i have it on oh yeah i have it on my ps4 so i might i might pick it up on steam Uh, i mean forever forever buying games twice that's my (laughs) Uh, it's it's your curse my friend it's my curse but what a way if to I, go. If I really love a game, that's the thing is if I really, really, really love a game, I will eventually buy it on PC because I I have more faith that I will be able to play it in 10 years on my PC than on yeah. a console. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Here's one that d- doesn't sound like it would be underrated, but it's. It, I, I I find I I can't believe more people don't talk about it. Uh, Blair Witch. Hmm. That is a good game. It it it's it's not flawless. Uh, but it does the whole you know witch in the woods thing that yeah. you know you'd expect from that. That's the whole point with uh, you know Blair Witch. Uh, uh, it does it so well, and it is really creepy uh it, it's 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 really good it's yeah. really worth the time uh and speaking of uh uh sales this is not a, a scary game but if you want death loop it is like 20 bucks off this weekend so <laughs> you, you loved that game didn't i love that game <laughs> <laughs> yeah you really liked that one. that's that was, it's that a good was... one if you're a fan of of the arcane games if you're a fan of of uh of prey and um and dishonored then you know you're i think you'll enjoy death loop um but i think that all about that about wraps it up for our our super special uh 
spoopy games episode. Um, Hell yeah. We will have, so we're going to have this episode. We're going to have another episode with a special guest out this weekend. Um, and I hope all of you have a spectacular and safe and appropriately scary and spoopy Halloween. Spoopy. Spoopy games. Spoop. Spoop. Spoop.